I'm Olga Stella, the Executive Director of Design Corps Detroit and the Vice President for Strategy and Communications at the College for Creative Studies. Thank you for joining us for Season 3 of the Detroit City of Design podcast. As stewards of Detroit's UNESCO City of Design designation, we aim to raise your awareness of how design can create conditions for better quality of life and economic opportunity for all. In Season 3, we will hear from thought leaders who view our world through a lens of empathy, and apply design thinking to address some of our world's most pressing issues. Please welcome Hannah Harris, the second chief design officer leading Helsinki's pioneering work of using design to transform the city's future. Prior to this, Hannah was director of ArcInfo Finland, the Finnish national promotion and collaboration platform for architecture. Hannah has also worked at Helsinki Design Week and the Finnish Institute in London. In 2018, Hanna was commissioner of the critically acclaimed mind-building exhibition at the Finnish Pavilion at the Venice Biennale. In this episode, we will discuss the role of design in the public sector and how to develop a functional city that works for all people. Well, Hanna, I'm so happy to be able to talk with you today. Thanks for joining us on the Detroit City of Design podcast. Thank you very much. Very good to be with you here today, Olga. Well, I think we should start out first with just setting a little context for our listeners. Your role is chief design officer for the city of Helsinki. And for many people, that may be a unique role they're unfamiliar with. Can you tell us a little bit about what what the role is of chief design officer and you know what kind of role you play in, in city government? Absolutely. So if you look at kind of Helsinki being the Finnish capital, obviously we are both in a city and a country where there's a strong history and legacy of design and architecture perhaps you could even say that it's a strong element of our dna as such and building building the nation and and that's something that obviously is a is a base there that we still build on but as a city organization really as an administrative body the city of helsinki started looking at design and what to do with design on a more strategic level soon to be 10 years ago so at that moment in time, Helsinki applied to be and got the was was given the title to be World Design Capital, which is a global title. Every two years, that's given to a city that really uses design to to make the city a better place for services to work better for the city as a fabric to evolve better and and how design is sort of working across the city in different sectors and what what that means to build a better future and so hence in 2012 so coming up to 10 years Helsinki had this one year celebration if you wish of of using design and of course there was lots of there were many events things that were highly visible to the people of Helsinki as well at that point there was like a number of all the all the key design universities so we have a number here in the in the capital region, really globally respected ones. There were uh, design companies, obviously, all the design organizations and a number of other businesses and so forth that came together to produce this year with Helsinki. But really importantly, the city itself. So what the different sectors and departments started looking at, hey, what, what could we perhaps do with design and organize around it? I, as a kind of side note, was myself working in London at the time and uh this was visible there as well. So there were lots of international satellites that we were doing as well there to kind of build networks and look at look at what the situation in Helsinki is. 
So that year, that 2012 was a was a success on many levels. It really sort of broadened the idea of what design is, how it helps a, a thing like a city organization. And then also started putting in place certain structures and other things in the city that, that are connected to using design. So first of all, there was, a, for instance, a legacy project called Design Driven City that ran for a couple of years after that year, where for the first time we started hiring designers in the city itself to work on different pilot projects. They could go from things that challenges that, that were happening in the social and health sector to to infrastructure and so forth. So there were these pilot designers working on pilot projects for a couple of years inside the city and perhaps a sort of emphasis on especially things like service design was very strong at that point. And this then started in evolving into a in-house design-led development team that then a few years after that took the form of what's now called Helsinki Lab. And we are now looking at kind of the next stages of what, what that will evolve to and how what things we will strengthen across the city. And, and then also the role of the chief design officer, then a pilot edition was launched in 2016 for a couple of years, which again coincided with a large kind of organizational reshuffle in Helsinki. We introduced a new mayor model at the time and, and the city's functions were divided into the central executive office uh, and four different divisions. So so you'd have urban environment, you'd have culture, recreation, social health and, and education. So all these four sectors. And, and today we are working with all of these four sectors. They all use design to various capacities. And then, of course, along the way, our other kind of partners have been a really strong element of this community. So I already mentioned the different sort of education establishments in the region, but also things within the city, such as emphasis on developing how Helsinki becomes really leading city in using digitalization, digitalizing our services, or things how we develop dialogue, issues of dialogue within our city. So participation, how we work with our citizens and so forth. So there's kind of that idea of three Ds, if you wish. So design, digitalization and dialogue. And my role was then reintroduced. So in 2020, so I've been in the role for a year now that, okay, that we really need to look in a citywide, that the design community is a citywide community, that there are different things happening that have to do with, for instance, international forums, networks, how the sort of profile of Helsinki as a design city, where that's going, what's happening in that in the future sectors, how we will internally strengthen the the kind of learning capacity and, and capacity of what we have, the tools we use inside the city to help our different sectors use design. And, and then thirdly, the kind of new element that I'm working with as well, is that the issues to do with urban space, urban environment, will also be drawn slightly closer to the kind of whole equation of how we work with design. So I'm in a role where I'm weaving contacts between different sectors in the city and, and identifying those spots where we use design to respond to the city strategy and, and really take us forward to the future. Can you give a few examples of the types of projects that you're working on right now? Sure. So we have, if you look at the kind of range of what, what happens uh, across the city per year, so you might actually say that Helsinki is actually, the city of Helsinki is one of the biggest design agents, in, if you wish, in the country. So we work 
with in-house designers. And then also we have a multi-year agreement of how we work with external design agencies. So it's a kind of procurement contract where we have eight top agencies involved at the moment on a four-year basis. And within that context, there is close to, let's say, 75 projects a year that take take place where all the different sectors are doing stuff with design. And things that are happening there at the moment, for instance, are things like how can we look at a phenomenon that crosses different sectors? So, how, for instance, how can we work with serviced uh, apartments, for instance, with people with disabilities? Where, what is the kind of quality there? What kind of ideas of living and home emerge working together with the users of the service? And to make sure at the same time that we have a really uh, good quality, good impact procurement processes in place, for instance, in something like this. Or how, for instance, we might look at uh, outdoor children's playgrounds. How, who, how are the services working? These are in Finland, they are kind of, you know, you'll have your playground down the road, but, but also they offer lots of, there will be staff, there will be activities, services used by the local communities and looking at are they reaching uh, all the different diverse communities what should they be doing uh, how should they work in the future in those things or we might have things like let's say how do our roadworks processes work what's the communications that happened around them how are different communities and places that are affected by roadworks how are they involved in the processes and how can they be made better and I think in all of these, I mean, the, the, the kind of red, uh, the, the core of it has been that all the stuff that Helsinki has done with design has really been about, A, making stuff work better, of course, whether it's the, the product that's at the end or the way things are done internally, and really importantly, of helping the city. And by the city, I mean, we are close to 40,000 people working at the city of Helsinki. It's the largest employer in the country. So how can we work better with the different user groups, with our citizens, with the people and communities of Helsinki? And that has been really the, the key in there. And we, as a fellow a UNESCO city of design like Helsinki, we here in Detroit have, have often admired the just the, the different projects and strategies that that have been deployed in Helsinki. And you know, you mentioned that it's really been just about ten years of strategic investment in design. When you think about the most important impacts that have been made as a result of this investment, you know, what what are they either specifically or you know categorically? Well, I think it's really. I mean, that has been an. an when I started in this job, I've done a big round of uh, learning about where we are at the moment and what's kind of working for the different sectors of the city and the different developers in different parts of the city. And 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 really, the big the big thing has been to bring us closer to the people and citizens of Helsinki and users of our different services and how how the city kind of works. So that in itself is. It has been a major shift, perhaps, in in the mindset and mentality. And th- this kind of ranges, of course, from understanding what's out there and what's what's needed, and how to how to kind of, um, in an effective way, run a city. But but also the area where we do have stuff to develop still, but then it will run 
to involving those communities. So the idea of co-creation and how we co-power communities and do things together in the future and what that might mean. So kind of the focus on people has been a, a major thing and design has played a major role in in helping in that. And then perhaps the other thing which would be typical, I mean, we, like any large organisation, uh, and, and my work in, in a way involves a lot of this as well, is weaving sort of bridges and connections between different linear structures and organisations within a city. So, so identifying spots, for example, okay, how, how might the culture sector, the, the urban environment sector, and let's say the education sector work together to, for instance, develop how children, for instance, play and do stuff out there in the, in the city. Because we have a strong idea on really using the city as a learning environment. And that's perhaps been another thing that kind of in general on a national level as well. I mean, the Finnish school system and education system is obviously something that has, there's lots of kind of international benchmarking going on there in terms of, you know, equal access to education and and free education and, and things like that. And, and actually the idea of kind of a design lens on that and using design processes with inside the curriculum is something that's that there's a lot of good work done as well and which we will be looking at in the future even more so. So we have in Helsinki already several schools that are piloting really great work and and teachers who are really tuned into this, how they use design thinking in looking through, for instance, the our current curriculums and sort of phenomenon-based learning, how kids learn about creative problem solving, working together, uh, the idea of empathy through looking at looking at kind of the users and the and the people, and and also ultimately as well of reading their immediate environments and how they have been built and designed and and the kind of a, um, I suppose an idea of sort of civic pride as well, ranging kind of stemming from that. So that has been another very strong thing, and which we will be looking at strengthening that in the future even more. That's really important, I think, in in all those aspects, and I, you know that. Currently, the city of Helsinki's vision is to be the most functional city in the world. And this, you know, so maybe to, maybe before we, we kind of dive into that a little bit more, you know, what is that when when as a charge to you know all this the the city departments? What does that mean, you know, practically to to both the government of Helsinki and to the residents of Helsinki? Yeah, that's a good question. So our current city strategy. The, the overall aim is to develop Helsinki as the most functional city in the world. And, and that sort of breaks down to two things, I suppose. It breaks down into uh, the services that the city produces and the, the kind of processes and products. So is, is stuff working? Are, is our infrastructure working? This connects very strongly, of course, also to, to the really kind of massive work we're doing in digitalizing services at the moment as well how can we for how how do things work outwardly so what the city of helsinki is working as a joint entity a community a place that delivers its stuff rather than you know having people going from one part of the city to another and being a bit confused at what what who's going to help me or what am i going to do with this thing so that the city as as a unified body is in the best possible way, serving serving its residents, visitors, the communities that are based here, working here, doing business here, and so forth. So that sort of 
one one thing and obviously depending on what what the service or sector in question is there will be different ways of measuring and looking at is stuff working or is it not working and how how pleased people are with it but then the other thing uh of course which is of, of equal importance and and in a way harder perhaps is is then how do we internally organize around certain issues so how do we look at how things that run through the city and don't neatly fit into let's say for instance one sector or one department how are they managed and coordinated through the city and and design has a big role to play in this as well to look at look at those processes and help in in making kind of the backstage the backstage run smoothly as well so that that is a way and and i think that kind of third and point about that which stems from any design work is of course understanding the challenge at, in the first place of what is it that we are searching a solution for and how how design can help in that in the first place of of knowing what kind of issues we are trying to tackle as a city well i know helsinki has been consistently ranked as one of the you know or i guess finland has been consistently ranked as one of the happiest countries in the world mm-hmm. and does this strategy around functionality tie into kind of the ingredients of what makes for a good life, you know, for Helsinki citizens or are these things interrelated, the overall happiness of of residents in your city and, and how functional the city is? Yeah. Well, I think, of course, there's the fact that if stuff that you need in your everyday life and really basic things that the, the smoother they are and the better they respond to the needs that are out there, of course, the, the, the easier they become as well for all the different communities of Helsinki and, and that takes you know, burden and stress off the, off those and and gives capacity elsewhere. But I think one really interesting thing there that is perhaps plays in as well is is the role of of trust, the the kind of role that trust plays. So trust in in institutions, in institutions like the city, or trust in the processes that the city puts forward and how how it works. And I think often that kind of idea of of trust, I think during COVID as well, this has been a really big thing that has played, and you can see differences in different countries. That that what sort of trust do we hold in institutions and authorities, and uh, does that trust also allow for you know dialogue and looking at things that might not work, and how is that dealt with as well? So the other side of that is of course transparency and openness and and so forth. And I mean we've been working really hard on on issues of to do with, uh, let's say, use of open data for future years will involve a lot about using data and using data to help decision making, but also then, of course, the kind of data that we can put out there as well, uh, transparently. So that idea of trust, I think, is is central in there as well. So much of what you've talked about has really has been about service design. And I think for many people, you know, when they, when they think about design, they tend to think about the objects of design, you have, you know, the a piece of furniture or something, you know, visual communication. And I think this idea that des- design is, is ultimately about how, not just about those objects and those things, but also about how people relate to those things and use those things and how services are organized is, is really, is really important. I wonder, you know, if there's a couple of 
tools that you might want to describe in terms of your approach for so as you're as you're thinking about how to you know help the other city departments organize their services or develop their services in a different way what are some of the design tools that have been deployed well first of all i mean we have a kind of small internal unit that helps the different sectors so so they will, and they will uh, as well. The different sectors, depending on what what it is that they do, might have slightly different how they've organised around issues of design. But but we we help them in identify first of all like what kind of challenge they might have, what kind of thing it is they're searching for a solution for, and how that how what capacities might they have or tools internally already, and if if there's scope and need for involving also external design agencies to help them in the work how will they do that? What will be the most effective way to do that? And so we've developed a tool called the Design Radar, uh, which will which will help how we internally help, uh, in a way, get the design work started and ranging from sort of light, light inquiries to more in-depth involvement in perhaps uh, really strategic projects. And this this goes, uh, of course, to, to looking at the stakeholders and the issue at hand all the way to how procurement might work in in those processes we've got around digital things many many kind of playbooks and and tools like this as well that are used and you mentioned there the ideas also about things that are kind of visual uh, related to brand this is another uh, area where we are doing lots of work in Helsinki in in terms of brand strategies uh, tools that are available in that sector so we have a Helsinki design system that we are developing as well at the moment to help all the different digital developers, all the visual work that is done, uh, different uh, platform developments of, of using a design system that can help them and, and then that communicates out to our different users in a coherent way. So things like that. Perhaps in the more kind of you mentioned the sort of service design approach, which certainly has been very strong, I think areas that we will be looking at more into the future as well have also to do uh, strongly with how we uh, indeed look more into the future, so kind of foresight thinking or, or capacities of strategic design and how that works. Then you touched upon the kind of, of course, people think often of design as, you know, the things that are out there. Uh, if it's the, the visual elements or the different digital interfaces faces and platforms, but then also, of course, how the city feels like that urban experience and the city experience which is, of course, one key part of it. And we use things like a kind of a, a urban design guidelines and, and different uh, tools and uh, city, city-wide kind of approaches, how we, how we look at what's done in there. And we are currently working on, and that's something that I'm uh, leading on, finalizing that also of an architecture program, a kind of a policy program in how we work with architecture in, in the future and what that means in terms of public buildings, what that means in terms of developing urban spaces, uh, how we use competitions and, and so forth. So these kind of tools as well that are obviously sort of strategic citywide tools that touch upon all the sectors and that they can then adapt to the more specific tasks that they have at hand. 
You know, citizen engagement has been a really important part of the work. And we we had one of your colleagues help bring the uh, City of Helsinki's participation game and that we, we played here at the Detroit Month of Design Festival a few years ago. So I think maybe if you could help our audience understand a little bit about you know, maybe the participation game itself and, and just some of the other tools for citizen engagement and participation in, in government and in the work that you're doing. Indeed, this is a very, very strong area and we're really committed in working on that citizen engagement uh, aspect of how Helsinki is developed. And we have gaming tools around that, but also where the design is playing a big role at the moment is our participatory budgeting system. So, and these are, of course, systems that there are different variations and additions around the world and how, how cities use those. But we are into the second round of a kind of newly developed uh, system here called Oma Study, Own City, where design thinking has been heavily used in, in developing that system. And it, it's, it's a way um, where around about 8 million euros are distributed uh, so that the people of Helsinki decide how they use them. That, that works in a way that there will be uh, ideas that uh, one could uh, submit on a citywide ideas. And then there will be different areas, uh, large areas of the city and how, how different ideas that are particularly related to those areas and there's an initial kind of idea submission stage which then goes into co-creation stage where different experts of the city work together with people who have put the ideas forward to to develop them a bit further look at budgeting issues feasibility and and so forth and and after that they go into a voting system where anybody above the age uh, 12 can vote for what what gets realized across the city and there's uh, so our our engagement team work really closely with designers to to look at, you know, take on board learnings from stage one, how we will develop that further, how we work with our communities. And then on the other hand, how we improve processes internally about the kind of ideas that are coming out, how we help them realize them. And also the ideas that might not go through in the voting processes that what we can learn from them uh, about what's kind of out there and what the people of Helsinki would like to see happen. Um, a big strand in there relates to straight directly back to urban design and, and things out there in the urban space. So that's a really one of the biggest area that people are putting forward suggestions in. And what happens when the suggestions and ideas that people put forward don't uh, match maybe what the, you know, quote unquote, uh, government experts think? Yeah. How do those discrepancies, you know, how those disputes get resolved? Well, th this is something that we're working on making that better and better at what happens there. But I think that's why the kind of early stages are very light stage about sort of initial ideas without uh, asking people to work too heavily on them yet. So that then we can look at um, um, there might be legal issues around something that it's simply not possible or there might be something in the making already in the city that that the people who put ideas forward, how that worked. But, but for instance, now... We're working on certain other things. So there's another, you asked about the tools. So there's another tool that we are looking at at the moment of developing kind of the model and internal capacity of, of delivering thing. And that's placemaking, which is, of course, not a new tool as such, but it's something that, again, goes through the city and that we we are looking at developing that 
the future models around what how we do placemaking and and for instance at the moment we're doing work around certain rail stations and kind of, these kind of you might think really key public spots in different neighborhoods that you might look at um, squares but for, for instance also main transport hubs such as local railway stations and and when we've been looking at various things that will be developed in them in the future one key element will also be work, working with certain pilots with communities around those areas and and here again we have been looking at the type of ideas that are coming through for instance the participatory budgeting system and they are reoccurring things there and things that are really of importance to to the city or again using data such as all the different feedback channels that the city of Helsinki has on what kind of reoccurring really important strong themes are emerging from those and how we can in the future be sure to use them in an even more kind of coherent and holistic way and and then if we're doing let's say uh, development work elsewhere that what do we know already and how can we take all that information on board and then i mean it's the final question along this line around just accessibility and inclusion you know thinking about wide range of people maybe even from different cultural backgrounds that may have come to to helsinki uh, from other places with different uh, physical needs you know age ranges all this all these different types of characteristics you know how do your processes really, you know, account for accessibility and inclusion? Well, we have several citywide programs. We're actually currently updating one of them, which takes a really sort of human rights approach, actually, and how these different things fall under that. And and so it's something that we take very, very seriously. We're currently working on also different projects around issues of inclusion in urban design processes and how that works in Helsinki and the sort of tools we might develop in the future around that. If you look at certain examples that have in the past year really brought together those themes and design thinking in Helsinki. One has been, for instance, work that we do with libraries here. So in Finland in general, I mean, the library system is is something that is really perhaps the prime spot for inclusion, something that is really for everyone, which has been a sort of free space for learning, sharing, developing an idea of active citizenship. And then again, the library buildings and then how, how libraries have been running, what sort of services they do, how the staffing structure works, what their functions are, has really mirrored and matched that and in a very progressive way being developed all the time. And we, a couple of years ago, opened our new central library, Audi, which is a flagship uh, building in the, in, in the city centre in a very sort of symbolically important spot, primary real estate spot facing the parliament building in, in the capital city. So something that we really sort of put the people in the in the centre there. And, and of course, this was a major architectural project. There was an open architecture competition. Anybody could take part in it, over 500 entries. And all our architects from Finland, a younger office, won it at the time. And, and the building itself has been really, you know, winning lots of design prizes. It's got lots of attention, but but equally importantly, the whole, whole process that went into there, that idea of inclusion and accessibility uh, and how the both library users and workers have been involved all along in the process of co-creating that, what the building is and how it's used has been a really sort of strong case of how we've used design and that continues to how it works today. So how, uh, for instance, the staff teams are organized in there, how they 
rotate from this flagship facility to other libraries in Helsinki. We have close to 40 libraries, how those learn from each other and exchange ideas and, and really are attuned to what the different, very diverse user groups of these spaces need. And in fact, this kind of success of this uh, flagship facility has actually translated to raising and opening up all of the libraries. So our visitor figures have gone up throughout the network, not just in the landmark facility. We have had a huge rise in registered new users. So that idea of inclusion in our processes and also in the kind of facilities that we have offer, we can offer to our people has been very much incorporated into the idea of places like libraries. Maybe as we as we close out our conversation today, I, you know, I've just been struck thinking a little bit about what you've been saying and and thinking about how maybe other uh, governmental leaders, like city leaders and other and other cities around the world, might you know hear our conversation. And if you were to speak directly to them, a lot of what you've talked about are the, the really the benefits of not just design tools and design thinking and in thinking about city service, but really this idea of co-creation with residents. What would be your your kind of words of counsel, words of advice to to maybe fellow city leaders who who just believe it's too much work, it takes too much time, it's just easier to do it the way we've always done it? What might be your words to them? Yes, it takes time, but that time pays back. So if we really take seriously who we are doing stuff for, who are the users, who are the people, in our cities, who are the communities, and we really deeply understand what it is that they need, we are able to more effectively also manage our own processes, governance processes, and and how we make investments. So we we will first of all really target the, the problems at hand and we will do it in a way that is resourceful, appreciated and, and makes the city flourish into the future. Well, thank you so much, Hannah. I'm so glad that we were able to speak and, and thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you very much, Olga and everybody in Detroit. This has been the Detroit City of Design podcast. If you like what you just heard, please share this episode on social media via email or by any other means. For more information on DesignCore Detroit, visit designcore.org or search the handle at designcore.det. That's design, C-O-R-E-D-E-T. Keep up with the show by subscribing for free in your favorite podcast app. Just search Detroit City of Design. And we hope you will join us in Detroit for Detroit Month of Design this September. The Detroit City of Design podcast is produced by Jessica Maloof of Design Core Detroit and edited by Robin Kinney of Motor City Woman Studios. Music by Caleb Waterman, courtesy of Assemble Sound. This podcast is a product of Design Core Detroit, a part of the College for Creative Studies in Detroit, Michigan.